Listener Production. Hi, I'm Nat Kringudis, and welcome to The Wellness Collective, the podcast dedicated to helping women feel happier, healthier, and better. I'm a natural women's health expert with over 17 years' experience, and I'm passionate about helping women feel great in their bodies and minds. On this podcast, I cut through all the noise in the wellness space by interviewing experts from around the globe to discover the very best ideas and theories that will help you improve every aspect of your health. Well, I am just so pumped for you to listen to this episode today. You know... This year, I mean, for a lot of us, I feel like we've been looking for some form of excitement or something to look forward to or just something to do. And it was one night during lockdown, I found myself on the couch, as you do, scrolling Instagram. And, you know, I'd heard of cryptocurrency, I'd heard of Bitcoin, I'd heard of crypto, the word crypto being thrown around, but I never really looked into it, although it intrigued me. And definitely I was curious to learn a little bit more. And so this one night I'm scrolling through Instagram and what pops up is a book called The How to Crypto Book. And I was like, okay, well, that looks easy. Uh, I didn't know who this person was. I didn't know if I could actually (laughs) trust the advice, but I downloaded, purchased the book, I downloaded the book and within three or four hours, I had set up my first crypto exchange. I'd bought cryptocurrency and I frankly still had no idea what I was doing, but I at least had a step-by-step guide that was able to instruct me on what to do. And so I have continued to play since then, play, and that's a good word actually, with crypto, because I can tell you something. It's so fun. It's so fun. I've been having so much fun and I'm so excited to be able to share my experience with you guys today, but also welcome Ben Mitchell to the episode where he shares about why he created the How to Crypto book and just answers all of my questions, which were the questions that I had when I was first starting out. You know, things like, what is crypto? Is it a fad? Is it different to stocks? Can you use it as money? How is it that you can buy stuff with it? Would you ever sell it? And then he talks about the five steps in the book that he advocates for all of us to implement as a starting point. Now, I have been playing around with crypto since May. And so I feel like I don't, I know a little bit, but I am really, really keen for you to hear what he has to say and, and dive into this episode of The Wellness Collective. Ben, I'm so excited that you're joining us today. Thank you so much for making the time. I know that our listeners are going to absolutely eat this up. Well, thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. So lots of questions when it comes to crypto and I guess there needs to be Like everything I listen to, I assume there's a little disclaimer that we probably need to start off with. Okay. So anything anything I or Nat say isn't financial advice. You've got to do your own research. Of course you do. We're all doing our own research and uh, it's all for entertainment and education purpose. And that's a bit about crypto. I I think people probably don't realise is that it's so fun. It's so fun. <laughs> yeah, what a great way to start, Nat. Absolutely it is. And, uh, you know, one thing that makes me think about is my 
my uh, relationship with my brother has never been so good since I got him into crypto. I mean, we get along very well anyway, but we just talk pretty much every day, particularly when the crypto is going on an up cycle where we've pretty much got the phone on uh, on all, da- all day. And it is fun. And, you know, having mentioned that about the up cycle, when there's a down cycle, when there's a dip or something like that, it's also, it actually is fun too. I mean, it's a different sort of fun. And you get used to... Uh, you get used to that roller coaster ride, and you and you learn how to enjoy, or you know, the ups and the downs. I love this. So, for our friends that are listening that have no idea what crypto actually is, let's start with that. What, and not my husband. That every time I say the word crypto, he has to say from the Greek word meaning hidden. <laughs> the kids <laughs> laugh every time. It's like my big fat Greek wedding. From the Greek word yes. meaning hidden. Yes. Exactly. And if so, you get some uh, Windex, we can yes. clear up all the problems on our skin yes, too. Yes, yes. So uh, what well, is crypto? Good on your husband for re- knowing the roots of the word. And I think it's very important uh, now more than ever is to understand the language that we are using and that shapes our lives. So crypto, yes, to, hidden. But hidden's not always a bad thing. In terms of currency, well, crypto is uh, short for crypto cryptography and currency, well, we're pretty familiar with what a currency is. It's a form of exchange. So this is a cryptoed currency, um, a currency that has gone through a process of concealment in so much as they call it pseudo-anonymous. So it's not actually anonymous. When a, when a, a cryptocurrency, when an exchange happens, there's a hash, a number that goes with that exchange. And then, and I'm not the technical expert, but I can I can help a little bit here. Then, so when the next exchange happens, so when that that currency is sold on again, exchanges is exchanged, the previous hash and a new hash is created, and this is something where the the miners come in and all the computers around the world that that sort of help us do this, the decentralized aspect. So. Basically, it's a proof, it's a ledger. The word ledger is used a lot. So basically a record of if I sell you some Bitcoin, there's a record made, Ben sold Nat some Bitcoin, Nat bought it. And how that is formed is in these numbers basically. And the great thing about about cryptocurrency and the blockchain technology which it uses, this technology that confirms that I'm Ben and you're Nat that those numbers are the same. And so that when you go and sell it on again, you'll have your number that proves that who you are and what, what the exchange is, and the next number will be created. And in this way, there's a, a chain of, of blocks that say where this currency has been. So if you had a $10 note and it had some way of saying, this is who had it last, this is who had it. So in some ways, it's much more um, secure uh, because there's a, there's a, there's a, a trail some people don't like this trail aspect. That's why there's something called privacy coins and they truly are hidden and they have a great purpose in my belief as well. So I hope I answered the question. No, you did. So, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of people that also say, is it real? Is it real money? Like what yeah. is it? Is it okay. Does it exist somewhere? Can I go and buy a house with it? Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a great question and, and, and what I like about answering that question is it, makes, it made me understand that, no money is real, not since they took off the gold standard. So it used to be that cash uh, before JFK, John F. Kennedy was assassinated and he was going to address this issue, there was something called the gold standard and that meant that the 
cash could only be created that represented a certain amount of gold that was in storage in the reserve, in the Federal Reserve. Now, the Federal Reserve is actually not a government um, agency. It's actually a private um, business owned by families, but that's another issue and another, but another reason why I like cryptocurrency. So this idea that this pound, this pound, and I was watching a video this morning explained about how the UK pound used to represent a pound of silver. So they did the same idea. I'll give you this note, but it's just a receipt really, and it represents the real value, which is the pound of silver, which we'll hold over here. It's inconvenient to move that around. We'll put it in a bank, but we'll give you this receipt and you can exchange that around. That means, oh, now it's Nats, now it's Benz, now it's Nats, right? But it's sitting over there. So since the gold reserve, since that reserve, that actual connection to real value of gold was uh, obliterated, they can print whatever money they want. We've already had this digital money in a way, even before the digital digitalization of it. It's just numbers. It's just printing up. And it's probably too complex to go into here, but it, it's to simplify it, someone or a group of someones are printing money and they benefit. Which, what does that even, like when, when you start to think about the, the flow-on effect of that, that's pretty scary actually. <laughs> the fl- the, well, I think we're living in the flow-on effect right. of that right now. Okay. I, whatever we think about what is going on in the world, there are many, many people who believe that part of what is happening is to do with the, the sort of awakening to the money system and uh, the banking system and the bankers that control the world, basically. Mm. So that's why cryptocurrency is probably attacked by some in the in the mainstream media, whether they know it or not, because they've got orders from above. Mm. That this can liberate the people. It's decentralised. So what that means is cryptocurrency is not in one bank. It exists by proof in all these computers around the world that aren't owned by one person. Which sounds scary, which was probably what makes it sound so scary and so not secure for people. When did you start playing around with crypto? Because I want to get to your book. Um, But I want to know, first of all, how long have you been, you know, either dipping your toe in, which you're probably not dipping it in anymore after writing a book about it. But, (laughs) But how did that begin for you? Well, like you and like lots of people, I'd heard about crypto. I'd heard about crypto. And it sounded interesting. And then you hear some people making some money and then people losing money and whatever. And I, But I was intrigued for probably a few years. I think the first crypto was uh, mined in 2008 and the first exchange was probably soon after. Um, I, I can't remember when I first started hearing about it, but I feel like it was, you know, a good few years. And as a creative person... And someone who's sort of watched trends come and go. I mean, I was there when grunge started. <laughs> um, um, I'm interested in, in that, that aspect of socialisation about, okay, what could this be something? And um, so I was, I was like lots of people. I was scared. What's this? It's not real money, you know. And so I guess the process of me asking those questions helped me to get confidence. You know, what is real money? So maybe that's when I learned more about the Federal Reserve and the true nature of cash and and the gold backing and how that doesn't exist anymore. All those sort of things. So it was a gradual build up of confidence to say, well, let's just have a look. So it was two thousand and uh, sorry, it was two thousand and nineteen. 
uh, August, I think, when I bought $100 worth of uh, Matic, which I don't own any anymore. Which I love. And I think that this is definitely the curiosity is what got me involved. But very funny, I remember sitting at a conference on a table of quite high-profile people, which I'm not here to name drop, so that's irrelevant. But the point was they were talking wish about... Wish you crypto. would. We all wish you would. <laughs> you want to know who was. talking about it? crypto and I, I feel like it was probably at least four years ago, at least actually it was, and I remember thinking these people are absolutely bonkers. Like what in the world are they actually talking about? And I actually just left the conversation. I'm like, okay, they're not my people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have to say curiosity got the better of me and especially with sort of everything that's been happening more recently, just for me it was about having various income streams or opportunities outside of what was considered. Look, I work outside of mainstream everything all the time. So to me it wasn't didn't really feel risky. Um, but I can tell you that in 2011 when my son was born, his godfather came to us and said, I want to buy Geordie $1,000 of Bitcoin. And we said, no. (laughs) Now, what a great story. We did the maths on that, which was not more, it's gone, since then it would have actually been even increased more in value. But Geordie was like, are you telling me I could have had $13 million in my account? And I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm telling you that we missed out on $13 million. Okay. Um, And I think that's an amazing story. And look, the thing is, I don't feel like it's never too late. I feel at the moment, it's not too late if this is something you're listening to and you want to be curious. And and I've always seen it as, and I know you'll say this and everybody says this, you know, you don't invest more than you can lose because at the end of the day, there's risk involved. Um, But that's what I started doing. I just started putting in small amounts frequently and playing around with it. And and that was actually all because of your book, which is called The How to Crypto Book. And that's how I found you. And I randomly found it on Instagram one day. It's just a post that popped up and I was like, oh, that looks good. And again, trusting the process. I was ready to learn at that point in time. I was curious. I was ready to learn. And, um, and so literally your book stepped me through step by step what I had to do. And I wonder if we can talk about the steps in the book because it's pretty basic. What you outline are the, probably the five things people do need to know if they are ready or curious and, uh, you know, wanting to know where the heck do I start? The five steps really, and they're very simple and they're all in my book and, and we go through my I hold your hand, that is how to join a, a, how to join a cryptocurrency exchange, how to put money into the exchange, how to buy cryptocurrency, how to decide whether to sell or keep it, and how to store it. And that was a game changer. That's all I needed. And it literally, I sat on the couch for maybe three hours and was stepped step by step. I just followed the steps, even to the point of which exchange to use. So for people that don't understand an exchange is sort of where your coin and your, your cryptocurrency actually sits, and that's where you can buy, sell or swap from. And so I just began with literally everything that you'd said. And then I looked also at everybody talking about the safest thing to do was to dollar cost average. So basically the same amount of money like I would put into my savings each week that I was putting in. And so it didn't matter if it was up or if it was down because I was just learning and I didn't, I still am learning, but I didn't know when, I certainly didn't know when to sell. And that's something I want to talk to you about. 
And I didn't even want to swap anything because I just wanted to watch what would happen <laughs> as I continued to invest. And and I also, you know, there's there's a lot of um, changes in the market as of recently. I hadn't been through any of those changes. So I didn't even know what to expect. So I think one of the things that's really important, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but when you are investing in crypto, you are looking at something that is for the long term, like you're going to put money and potentially leave it there for a long time and see what it does. And it's it's money that you can afford to just have sitting there, whether that's $50 for you or $1,000 for you. I don't think it really matters. You can start really small and sometimes the really small starts can give you decent gains. Absolutely, they can. Uh, the term hodl, hold on for dear life, is a term that means is someone who holds on to their crypto through those ups and downs. Uh, it's great that you've had that fun and you've done that. Just start small. That's what I say. That's what I did for myself, $100. I think, was that the minimum I could put in the time? I think you might even be able to do less. The point is don't be scared to, for your listeners, you know, for anyone watching this, See it as a, how I think of it is see it as a new skill. You, you need to learn this skill, whether you use it or not. You know, it's a skill that we should be aware of, how to do it. Don't make a judgment call on whether or not you want to until you learn how to do it. And it's not going to take long to learn that skill as that, as, that as, you, as you've shown. It didn't. And it was it became very fun very quickly. I only started in May this right. year. Yep. But it was perfect environment, especially in Melbourne. There was absolutely nothing else to do. Uh, so, <laughs> so it was, you know, besides survive. Yeah. Um, and so it was very, very interesting. And my husband thought I was crazy and he's a little bit like, oh, whatever, let's just, which is pretty standard in our household anyway. Yeah, right. He doesn't mind it whenever I tell him how much I've made in a oh, certain yeah. week or day or even yeah. hour um, yep. in more recent times. And, and so one thing I do want to ask, because I feel like this is a common question, is how is crypto different from stocks? Well, I'm not a stock expert. I'll qualify. Am I. <laughs> I'll tell you though, my brother, um, when he first got into crypto, and I bought him some for Christmas, actually Ethereum, just before it went up. It went like eight times or something. So that was a good little gift. And he also, I think, I gave him some more for payment or whatever. Now he, all he wants is me to pay him in crypto for jobs he does. I love but, this. Um, I, I wonder all the time who would actually pay me in crypto. I think about this often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, people, people, you can, you know, you can receive money. And people do on their blogs and their websites and they have, you can create an address and you can send a crypto. Well, there's a store at the use. local market that advertise that they, they take Bitcoin. Look at that. You know, it's, it's just fantastic. It's the Greek Valley. Isn't it? I Isn't love it? it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, sorry to cut you off. Stop. Sorry, there was a point there. I was a question I was trying to answer and I went off on about my No, brother. that's all right. I think I might. Oh, Ethereum. You bought your brother Ethereum and paid yeah. him in Ethereum, but stocks. Yeah. We're talking about oh, stocks. Oh, stocks. That's right. Stocks. Yeah. So I brought him up because he at the same time put some money into the ASX, Australian Stock Exchange. And uh, <laughs> sorry, if he watches this, he'll have a good laugh too because all he does is moan. He goes, oh, I can't believe my ASX. You should have seen it. Like I've got 2% gain in you know, three months on this one stock. And I'm like, who cares? Look at my crypto, you know, do 20% in a day. Now, um, so the difference is that the crypto market is more volatile. It's more up and down, but it's, it's certainly going up more across the average, I think, at the moment over the last 10 years. I don't know what the figures are, but I'm, I'm sure that's true. safely say that I have almost tripled my investment in since May. Since May. Since May. 
And that was initially just with dollar cost averaging. Right. Yeah, five months. So, um, and from just rem- reminding people, that's just putting in the same amount of money each week. So, uh, truthfully, it was about three hundred dollars each week. I would go in and I'd sort of allocate to which coins. So, the point is that you don't just buy Bitcoin. Everyone knows probably Bitcoin as being one of the major coins, but there's lots of coins, right? Yeah, I'd like to bring up one called Shibu uh, because if you put a thousand dollars in Shibu eleven months ago, you'd have one point two billion dollars now. I put two hundred and fifty dollars in. Shibu the night before it went up. Did you? <laughs> I did. And I don't know why I did. I just, it was sitting there. It kept coming up. I kept seeing it. I was like. You, you have an advantage. Whack. You have an advantage over me, Nat. You have the female instinct. And we all know that that, that taps into stuff that, you know, we, we don't have access to. So, um, so well done. So for our That's listeners great. that don't know anything about that, I think it went up that next day or over the day, the couple of days after by like 75%. 75%, that's right. And yeah. but since, since it was, you know, 11 months ago, I don't know how many hundreds of thousands percent it's gone up. So that's the exciting things. I posted that on a Telegram channel or Instagram. Why do people get excited about cryptocurrency? Well, that's why. Because you can make a lot of money. Now, then people go, well, you can lose a lot of money. Well, only if you put a lot in. If you right. put a little bit in, it's the only place in the world at the, ma- at the moment that you can invest something like $100 and, you know, and turn that into $10,000 possibly in months. Again, now it's not always going to happen and if I know where that's going to happen, then I'd love and put my money there, but but I don't always. So the, the dollar cost averaging, that's something, um, again, my brother does a lot of that. I do, a, I do a bit of it. I tend to buy in bursts following the market. I guess I've got a bit more of the trader mindset happening now, though I don't, a trader will probably go in and out um, during the day, they'll, they'll spend, put a lot in and, and then get out and, and they've got maybe three screens going on. I don't want to go that far. I still like going to the beach sometimes. Um, <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm in my studio with a computer enough as it is. But, um, yeah, the, 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 you know, the, the message I think that's really important to get from this today is that it's still early. Now, it's still early because there's so much wealth in the world. There's so many trillions of dollars in certain funds, et cetera, that are not yet in cryptocurrency. And there's changes coming soon that will allow a lot of investment money to go into crypto. There's some big investment houses that, you know, that um, uh, superannuation funds, et cetera, that have, have started to put money into into cryptocurrency, but there's certain regulations and things that have stopped them around the world, and they are changing. You know, um, is it Singapore that accepts, um, oh, I did a post on it recently. Is it Singapore or Brazil? Oh, anyway, one of the big countries uh, now accepts Bitcoin as legal tender. So uh, this is, it's really, it's happening now. It's not too late. And Get it, make it simple. Get you know, read my book and uh, and get yeah, in there. Yeah, you just start there. I mean, like I said, it was such a gift, and I just fell across it, and then started. I put all of that into place, and then continued to get more curious, and which has led me to do a few, you know another course since then. And I still don't know exactly what I'm doing, <laughs> but I have enough of a knowledge to be able to figure you know some of it out. That the, the um, yeah, the more recent purchases were though that blew my mind when I woke up and checked my exchange and I was like, um, wow, that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, and it, you know what? There's another element to this which I think can be really um, empowering for people uh, is that it causes some of us who may not think of ourselves as even financially minded, you seem like a go-getter, Nat, and, and have probably, you know, look like to me someone who has managed that part of their life well over their life. Not all of us have always. And crypto 
perhaps can represent a chance to take hold of your financial um, empowerment. One of the things I did around the time I got into crypto was I did a portfolio. Now, I'd never have had a portfolio before. I'm a musician and a writer and creative person predominantly. But I sat down and I looked at our portfolio. At the time, we had a small block of land. That's we didn't. That's all we had. We owned a small block of land and I put that down and then I went through the various other aspects of, uh, of our, our wealth, shall we say. And as modest as it was, it drew my attention to that. And as the saying goes, where your attention goes, uh, um, energy flows or something like that. And it's a great way to reframe ourselves. This is a new beginning, right? Crypto, I don't know anything about it. And you might discover a skill and a flair and an excitement and fun is the word you use just through this thing called crypto. And again, you don't have to put lots of money in. We all spend you know, money on things that are throwaway. We buy things that we don't need. We buy a lot of stuff that actually doesn't do us any good. You know, you could maybe not buy a bottle of wine one night and then you could put that money into, or a couple of bottles of wine, put that money into crypto and just see what happens. I love that. And I'm a bit like you. I'm a creative. I am a risk taker and I push limits. So, you know, for me, I feel exactly the same actually as you. And I feel like it's, and I'm only just new into this, but I can see the potential if I can be patient enough and let things, and and to have a few different avenues of what I, or how I'm using my, my crypto to work in my, to my advantage. I want to ask a couple more questions can you name something that crypto has allowed you to do that you didn't have or couldn't do prior to investing in crypto? Well, we moved from Victoria to New South Wales. At the Smart beginning move. Of, <laughs> we, we reckon so. At the beginning of the year, we took the family on. We were thinking about coming up here anyway and we started to pack up the house. And we went on a holiday. And then the government uh, decided to close the borders and threatened uh, quarantine, etc. Now, I've learned a lot about my personal rights and natural law and things like that. I was ready to go back and, and deal with those issues. But our children had already been subject to various things. Uh, we went to a, a, a freedom rally and they saw some police action, which wasn't very nice. Anyway, I didn't want to have that conflict for the kids. And they'd seen enough of masks and all that stuff that we know is happening around the world and very much so in Victoria. And uh, we felt a sort of oppressive energy. So we decided, we did a pros and cons of coming back and we said, well, we won't go back. So we Airbnb'd. Uh, I paid my parents to pack up our house. It gave them something to do. You know, there wasn't a lot to do. <laughs> they were happy to drive up and pack our house up. And to be honest, if I hadn't have had the success that I'd had in crypto uh, by then, I might have not been able to do that for the family. So, yeah, we Airbnb'd it. Um, I was still checking my crypto on the run. They didn't I didn't have to go into any bank, uh, my local branch, you know, where they know me and so I could withdraw whatever I want. Crypto um, alleviates all those uh, obstacles to managing our own money, you know. So that's that's probably one thing that uh, we couldn't have done if it wasn't some crypto. Amazing. I love that. And I've heard a lot of people say, you know, extraordinary things that they've done with uh, their their cryptocurrency. Can I tell you that? Sorry, I've got to tell you another story. Please do. A, this, we're renting a beautiful house here in the Northern Rivers and it's got a pool and a lovely garden and it comes with a gardener and a, and a oh. pool guy. 
Right. right. Wow, that's and, awful. And it's awful. <laughs> and our pool guy was telling me a story about a ma- oh, no, no. Actually, we get a, we get some spring water delivered, and the and the water guy he said, uh, "Oh yeah, I got a mate in crypto because I told him about the book." And he goes, "Yeah, he made made a few million. He's just gonna he's gonna um, buy a bus, and when they open up the borders to the world, he's gonna travel." Lovely. It's just like this. This is you know what Sorry. I mean. Like this. That, yeah. The guy who comes and drops our water off knows someone. So amazing. Yes, exactly. Well, so this leads me to my next question. Do you ever sell your crypto? Do you hold on to it forever? Is it something that like I'm looking at going, I don't want to sell this because it makes no sense to sell it actually. Also, we can borrow against it. Um, and we probably should just quickly talk about that as well. So do you sell it? Yes. <laughs> and no. i got to learn how to do and that. And no. <laughs> No, I'm not being smart. You do sell it and you don't sell it. So what does that mean? Well, it means that you have to be aware of the fluctuations in the market, that you have to be watching the trend of your particular currency, your coin, your token, whatever you're invested in. And But one thing I'll say is, and I wish my brother would listen more to this, is don't sell when you're at a loss. Don't sell when you're at a loss. Thank you. I have got a few people that I have sparked curiosity with when it comes to this. And so every time it peaks out, do I sell it now? And I'm like, no. And every time it drops, what do I do with it now? I'm like, just hold on to it. It's like, it's money that you've put over there anyway. So you don't, like, it's not the stock exchange. And I think that this is the interesting part of it. Or sell a little bit of it if it makes you feel, I mean, a bit better. But I feel like it's a different world and being able to hold on to that and allow it to come up and down unless it completely bombs for the rest of its life. I think you've got a great mindset and a great attitude towards cryptocurrency. There are one of the, some of the people that I follow who have been in the, been in a lot longer than me have started to mention maybe there'll be a time to get out of crypto. Maybe, you know, it it won't. A lot of people talk about these four-year cycles, the bull and bear market, and that we're in a bull market now and, meaning it's going forwards, uh, that people aren't holding back and how long that will last for, we don't know. I can share that one of my investments went ballistic and how can I say this without giving away my private financial information? (laughs) I felt what it was like to be a millionaire and then I felt what it was like to be half of that over a course of a couple of days. And so... And strangely, I didn't get suicidal (laughs) Um, because that is part of the game too, you know. So like, wow. And so what I'll say is why I brought that up is there, so I learned from that. And so there's a term called take profits or um, take some profits. And so depending on how much you've invested in, depending on how high the profit, there's nothing wrong in my opinion, particularly as the market is like this, I'll tell you, when I first got into crypto and I started putting more of our savings into it, I said to my wife or I said to myself, I don't know if I said it to her, you know, if we make this money back in a year, if I make all my our investment back, I'll take it all out and we'll only have profit. Well, I've actually done that now. I've actually done that. But it took me a long time to get to that stage. So in a way, I'm playing with profits now. There was a lot of man hours and time invested mm-hmm. and and all that stuff, but even if the even if the market completely collapses now, mm-hmm. within under two years and maybe eighteen months of proper trading, maybe only fourteen months, it's all it's all profit. Right now, now 
I count on that, um, you know, in, in our plans. I don't want it to disappear. But it, but the thing about the internet, the thing about the world we've come to realise is things can change really quickly mm-hmm. and we, we aren't in control of everything. But, you know, crypto has been around for a while and uh, there was I had hesitation to write the book because I don't want to in, I don't want to encourage people into a situation where they lose a cent. I want to, right, I want to empower people. I want people to have full, rich lives like I want and I want people to you have positive experiences. I don't want them to read a book and put their life savings into something and then the next day it all, it's right. all gone. So I tried to put that tone into the book. It's about learning a skill doing what you're doing, not, you know, putting some in that you, that, you, that you can afford to lose. No one wants to, no one can afford to lose anything really. No, but, right. But put a little bit in there and learn that skill, watch it grow and then manage that. And mm. you might get a chance where you're managing profits and then you might be able to turn those profits into profits you can't imagine. Right, exactly. Well, I think also for me, if I think about $300 a week also whilst we're in lockdown, so ordinarily we probably would have spent $300 a week on entertainment and, and eating out. Easy. And we weren't doing that. So that I could do. I could put that to the side and at least let that build. And that's the way I saw that. And, you know, it doesn't have to be $300 a week. It could be at the end of the month, $300 at the end of the month or whatever that is for you. I had no idea truly when I first started. I think I did $50 investments because I just didn't know what I was doing. No one does. That's right. And so, you know, and learning it, I think, was part of, and I, like I said, I've still got a long way to go, but at least learning and growing and watching what could happen. The other thing I really want to say is, you know, a lot of us have come from a background where um, wealth is considered greedy and, you know, changing that that mindset, I think, is very important because when you have financial freedom you know, you can use that in many ways to help people to look after your health, your well-being, your family. There's no shame in that. There's nothing. There's nothing bad that comes of that. But a lot of us have grown up. I know I was grown up. You know, raised to f- that that we could be greedy and we could have too much. And and reframing that has been something that I've spent my whole life doing. So I do want to say that to people because being able to have that freedom opens up a, a lot of opportunities that I think a lot of us would um, absolutely benefit from, especially when it comes to our health. Oh, if we aren't in control of our own health and we're seeing the threat that's upon us now, many of us, in so much as what uh, certain forces are trying to make us do, whether we want to or not, and even even if we give in to some of those demands they seem to be ceaseless and that they'll go on and on. So having some autonomy is really important. And like you, I have spent a lot of time doing affirmations about uh, this, getting rid of ideas about being wealth, being abundant, as abundance is very natural. If you look at the trees outside, how many leaves are on there, how many blades of grass, how many sand, abundance as a concept, it's all around us. Why would we limit, you know? Um, some of the m- most generous people I've met in my life have been very rich. Mm. I think the richest person I've met was also the most generous in my experience. So, and I've met a lot of people that have a bit, a very, very uh, tight and not just mm. with their money, with their emotion, with everything else. So it's about... You know, it's all connected to opening up and allowing us to have. It's a gift at the moment to me. This and it's almost too good to be true. I think that's part of the reason 
people look at crypto a bit suspiciously too if they're not in it's like how can you what are you talking about thousand dollars 11 months could be 1.2 billion that is not possible is just not true well go look it up because it's true right yeah. I didn't I didn't do that deal but it, it's, it could have happened I liked what I saw when I logged in there <laughs> you know, like it's just yeah it's crazy but it's it's important I think to have these conversations and I think you know obviously the wellness collective we're all about health and well-being, but that extends to our finances and the stability that we can create for ourselves as well. So I'm really grateful for you taking the time to chat with me today. Also, it was last minute, so I appreciate that. Where can people find you and where can people find your book? And, you know, not just your book, but your music and everything else that people might be interested in learning. Thanks, Nat. So I got the domain, the howtocryptobook.com, and that'll take you to the Sam Cart page, which explains what you get in the book. It's a download. I've also done an audio book for it, so you can just listen to me. Very some more good idea. <laughs> Very good idea. It's, it's good As an idea. Author, I, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm going to do more of that. So I did that, and you get a couple of free downloads. There's a, a portfolio template, um, which you can use in Excel. Uh, Again, it's just simplifying it. But, um, yeah, so the howtocryptobook.com. We're on Instagram at the howtocryptobook.com. That's brilliant. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. And I know that everyone's going to love this episode of the Wellness Collective. So thank you. Thank you very much, Nat. So there you have it. Hopefully that has sparked curiosity just like it did for me. I think the main thing, like I said at the very beginning, is how do we have fun along the way? It's not serious and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're investing a little bit or you've got a little bit more to invest. It's more about if you are feeling curious and you want to have a go, you're sure you you could lose some money, but unlikely, just in the sense of don't invest a lot and just play around with it, I guess. So that's been my experience. I am really enjoying waking up in the morning, checking my exchange. I have more recently done some, as I mentioned, um, some more learning and I'm keen to continue to share that. But uh, yeah, I'd love to hear your feedback on this episode. Of course, please go ahead. And as always, I'm a real fan of five stars and I really would love it from the bottom of my heart if you did go ahead and rate the podcast, but also share with me what you've loved, which episode you've loved, um, who you would like us to feature and anything else that, you know, springs to mind. But uh, as always, I do hope that even though this episode was a little bit outside of what we might ordinarily cover when it comes to your health and well-being, that it has left you feeling happier, healthier and of course better. Listener.